0: Hey, everyone. It's Lou Rosenfeld. I'm glad to have you join me for the latest Rosenfeld Review podcast. I'm here with Toby Haug. Hi, Toby. Hi, Lou. Great to to hear your voice. Yes. And uh, Toby is um, being really kind in talking with me today. I think he's getting over uh, the flu as well as being out of town for, what, three weeks, uh, a trip to Sri Lanka and the Maldives, and then come (laughs) back to this.
1: Well, it's uh, uh, enjoying the German vacations, uh, and I'm well medicated, so hopefully the uh, the cough will not uh, Did jump your, in. Didn't your doctor
0: caution you about doing podcasts while I'm
1: <laughs> not yet? I didn't ask him. <laughs>
0: well, Toby is the head of design and co-innovation center, uh, and one of those lovely acronyms: Europe, Middle East, Asia for SAP, another acronym. Uh, and uh, he is leading one of the four themes at Enterprise UX 2017, which is coming up in June, uh, precisely June 7th through 9th in San Francisco. I know Toby because he is uh, doing some really interesting work at SAP and and, uh, kind of is the, I guess you're the godfather of the design and business network, which is looking at... um, Which is really a community of designers who work at mostly large organizations in Europe. And I think you're looking to um, bring that back uh, over to this side of the Atlantic. You want to talk a little bit about design and business?
1: Absolutely. Yeah, so design and business really started um, through my own. Uh, journey in design at SAP, SAP also being one of those huge companies um, that some people know well and some uh, might not know at all, but we are running uh, a lot of the world's uh, big industries, companies, uh, countries, banks, you name it. Um, And it's about 87,000 people. So designing within this software company of that global magnitude was a challenge. And I realized that uh, there was a lot of power and interest um, in moving the design field forward within enterprises. and I wasn't alone in that. Um, and how important it was for me to be able to have that exchange with others in larger enterprises, fighting the same fight, uh, positioning design as a real strategic value, not just as not just as a practical tool to create products or services. And that's where design and business really started from, was my own need uh, and interest to exchange. Um, Lo and behold, it really took off. Uh, So this started about five years ago, and it started really snowballing the need for exchange, for uh, psychological support sometimes, for having new tips and tricks, uh, for creating a network where you uh, could grab speakers and, uh, and, and inspiration from different organizations that have a similar context became really powerful. And now we're um, uh, about 120 companies of the global uh, larger companies coming together on a quarterly basis, exchanging, learning, uh, exploring together, creating assets that we all share. And it's starting to be picked up in the U.S. and in Korea Uh, And India, sorry, and not Korea, and uh, that's really amazing to me that something that started through a personal uh, need and benefit really uh, has has been joined by so many wonderful people and inspirational uh, catalysts in their own right, in their own companies.
0: It's really fun when you basically, whether you realize it or not, are are creating something of a platform for conversation that... That then really grows and other people start to not only participate in but own.
1: Absolutely. Uh, I wonder if
0: you are seeing a lot of discussion about how to uh, essentially develop better and design better products and services across silos. And I ask you that because that's what we've asked you to, to moderate at Enterprise UX. Uh, Toby is um, uh, one of our four theme leaders and we have these four themes that are kind of like mini-conferences uh, within Enterprise UX. Each has a, a leader like Toby and, and three speakers and um, uh, uh, a discussion section that Toby will facilitate. And the three people that, are, um, that Toby's working with are uh, Mark Interonti, who's uh, uh, formerly from uh, Rackspace and HP Enterprise. Uh, I, I believe uh, his title was, uh, uh, what was it, he was an engineering director, I know his, his credentials are in engineering. We also have Ross Smith, who's doing some really interesting work with Skype at Microsoft, and, and Ariel Kennan uh, from the New York City uh, Mayor's Office uh, at Center for Economic Opportunity. And they're all looking at this whole challenge of, of cross-silo work at the enterprise level. And uh, back to you, Toby, um, whether you're seeing some interesting ideas emerge from their uh, talks as they come together for Enterprise UX or from the design of business community? Is this something that is one of the biggest challenges they're facing?
1: Well, I would have to say when, when we first talked about it, I was pretty excited about being able to drive this theme specifically because <clears throat> I'm a passionate believer of the power of design to really connect. Um, I think that's one of the core tenets of design and something that I've seen in in all different areas where I've applied design, uh, the ability to connect uh, people across hierarchies, across roles, um, internally, externally, there is a, a, an intrinsic power to connect through design. And the uh, being able to work with Mark and Ross and Ariel on defining their stories of how, how they've done it, I've learned quite a bit from them as well. And what, what we're, aiming towards is really to speak on those different dimensions, really speaking uh, about stories, uh, using stories, but also making concrete tips uh, and tricks on how they have leveraged uh, design to connect across silos inside of organizations Also, how they've leveraged design to kind of transport the empathy of customers' needs uh, from the outside into the organization, as well as how to uh, use design to connect sometimes, I would say, foreign objects or things in situations where most of our experiences have shown that it hasn't. Uh, um, uh, been a strong connection, for instance, between government and the people being governed or the uh, government services and the people that they're for, how to leverage design to really uh, create connection. So let me ask you a
0: question about this this topic. I mean, obviously, we're talking as designers about what we can do and what we, we have to do to get across silos. Sometimes I think we feel like it's almost like only our job to do this. Are there uh, similar conversations happening in those other silos? And are, and are they finding us territorial, or transigent, or, or any other negative adjective we can come up with?
1: <laughs> I think the risk is always there. If we're really honest about the topic, we know that with anybody that's passionate about their, uh, their topic, for instance, design, um, they, uh, there's the risk of that becoming defensive but the real story that i think is that i see more often is that designers tend to be extremely empathic people Mm -hmm. that are looking to communicate and to break down boundaries so um the, the the risk is there Uh, But I think we're seeing design being leveraged across the world in all different situations um, to actually do the opposite, to to reduce tensions, to to handle complexity, uh, and to get people away from a siloed, role-based, protective mindset and really to use design to focus on the people you're serving, the people you're trying to create products and services for, and using that as a unifying factor.
0: Do you see any kind of patterns emerging that suggest that um, that for success here? So that might be that there are certain methods or approaches that designers can use as they sally out uh, from their own silo to others, or is it are there natural allies or or, uh, in other silos or or types of people to identify Mm -hmm. that would be natural allies within any silo? Mm
1: -hmm. Absolutely. I think uh, first, as far as methods, methods and approaches go, I think um, uh, to, to use the term design thinking is a modern form to create a unified language of the power of design that, Actually everybody across and throughout a business can understand and leverage and that really has helped design uh, move away from a uh, um, its own Core competency, and really uh, create a, a language that everybody can participate in, and touches into the common factors of creativity, of expression, of communication. So, I think design thinking as a as an approach has take, helped us take a big step towards um, uh, establishing design as as a unifying factor. Um, I think. Within organizations, we often see that uh, everybody is doing their best. Uh, it's not a matter of um, people uh, wanting to do something um, in a completely different direction. It's more about the communication and the uh, understanding and, uh, and, and putting yourself in the shoes, empathizing with your, uh, with your neighbors. So I think other organizations always have people uh, that I trust have uh, a passion to do the right thing and it's just our perception of what that right thing is that usually um, uh, leads to friction. So we've seen also the emergence of using videos, um, using validations with real users and transporting their emotion uh, through video as one of a a central Theme mm-hmm. In a lot of companies, uh, you can transport users' needs through reports, through bullet points, through PowerPoints, um, but the use of video to really have a customer's uh, problem come to life, to have the emotion. Uh, we've seen situations where in a room full of stakeholders and business leaders, one short video of a user gets everybody on the same page and said, that's the person that we're working, that's the problem we're trying to solve. Everything else seems to fall away and people start uh, focusing on what's truly the focus of our work, uh, designing solutions and services for uh, our end users.
0: So if I hear you right, I think what you're saying is discovering uh, through empathy the common ground that people have across silos is, is really the the way to go more than anything else that you've seen. I mean, obviously, I'm sure there are other ideas, but it's not an issue of language. It's not an issue of motivation. It's not an issue of complexity across silos. It's just mostly an issue of finding common ground through empathy.
1: Absolutely. And I think really the emotional, the empathetic, the people-centric approach that design uses really uh, is the, um, uh, is the way to create that, that focus.
0: So um, I'm going to bring it back to you. And I know from your biography, <laughs> you have uh, a, a, a connection to zoology. And I'm trying <laughs> to think of the path from zoology to understanding how to connect across silos by using <laughs> empathy. And, uh, Maybe you can paint that picture for me. I'm sure that'll be simple.
1: Oh man, um, how much time do we have? No, uh, the my background is quite checkered from zoology to genetics research, consulting and uh, sales uh, before I found my way to design. And honestly, that has a lot to do with uh, my own uh, self-discovery and my path forward. But there are unifying messages in there. And if you think about design, what uh, zoology, one of the main things that a zoology, zoologist needs to have is a deep empathy for the animals, Mm -hmm. um, because they can't communicate or they can communicate, but in radically different ways. Um, so you're really, as a zoologist, also there to uh, make the animals feel comfortable, entertained, um, he- uh, as as well as healthy, taken care of, um, and also very importantly in a zoo uh, to make sure that they have a, a healthy interaction with the uh, public who are there to actually experience and and also gain. Uh, trust and and interest in the animals so there's a lot of empathy building a lot of creativity for instance I worked quite quite a bit with the uh, large wild cats Um, how do you uh, how do you entertain a wild cat in a way that's healthy that's active and that doesn't um, uh, distract the Uh, the the visitors of the zoo uh, in different ways. So you actually have to get quite creative about how to manage those different constraints and do it in a way that's really meant to be uh, useful and healthy for for the animals that you're taking care of.
0: That's a fascinating angle. And and, and thanks for sharing that. You're making me think of uh, the work of Temple Grandin, who you might know about. Uh, Do you know about?
1: No she is an
0: autistic woman who h- had a real big role in humanizing the treatment of animals at an industrial scale here in the US oh, and okay. uh, because she uh, in a way has such empathy with animals if i understand it her she feels like her nervous system as an autistic person is more in line with that of many animals that are happen to be used for you know agricultural purposes food Mm -hmm. purposes, uh, more in common with them than with other humans, and she's been able to advocate from that position to people who make decisions about that industry, and I know that I think she was able to to communicate with uh, executives at McDonald's uh, in more compelling and, and believable ways. Uh, than uh, uh, a lot of animal rights activists have been mm-hmm. because of that mm-hmm. background, but she talks quite a bit about empathy across species, and I love the connection you've made because that's a that's a pretty big difference of silos. And uh, all I can say is um, when we um, are uh, when we do have first contact with alien life forms, I want both her and you there <laughs> to make sure we don't screw up. <laughs> Toby oh, that
1: that uh, f- would be an interesting next step in my on my CV.
0: Uh, that's good. <laughs> yes. Uh, we'll, 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 let's make that happen. Toby Howe, thank you for joining us. Toby is, uh, uh, again, one of the theme leaders at Enterprise UX 2017 in June in San Francisco. Go to enterpriseux.net to learn more. And uh, Toby does great work for SAP and for the Design at Business Network. How can we learn more about Design at Business? What's the URL? Uh, pretty simply uh, all in one word design
1: at um, and there you can sign up for newsletters and uh, be involved in our growing community and Lou I wanted to say thank you for the opportunity and to all the uh, listeners looking forward to meeting everybody in person at the event
0: thanks Toby